hey, my name is Augie with VI Playlist. I'm here today with Anthony from the Seafloor Cinema. How you doing today, man? Yo. Great. How are you? Nice, nice. That's, I'm good, man. I'm good. Oh, yeah. So uh, today we are going to make a Spotify playlist based off of some of the questions I ask you. Is there anything you want to name it? Uh, let's go with the Seafloor Cinema VIP. For very important piss babies. Hell yeah. Um, wow, you're really making that right now. I just <laughs> yeah, 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 hear the yeah. keyboard clicking. Hell yeah. yeah, brother. That's right, baby. I'm getting it done right now. I'm going to... I edit all that shit out, too. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, it's all good. Yeah, I, I, the, the keyboard clicks and everything. It, it runs pretty smooth, actually, when I'm done. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, we did a playlist, and it was just like completely unedited. And we were like, that's cool. Like, Yeah, so if you want to edit or not edit, <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Hell yeah. So uh, I'm going to basically just act like everybody has heard, because y'all recently did an interview, right? Yeah. We, yeah, we do them all the time. Okay, no cool. Biggie. So <laughs> I'm just going to act like everybody has already heard that. And if you haven't, go listen to the Demo Team podcast. They were just on it. Um, basically, you said you were homeschooled, right? Was that you? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah? I mean, I'm pretty sure most of us were. But yeah, Most, here's the thing. So around here where I live, East Texas, yeah. like Bible Belt, right? The only reason people are homeschooled is for religious reasons. <laughs> ah, is that the case up uh, over there? Uh, over where is that? East? Uh, no, West? actually, West. No. Um, yeah, well, the Wild West. <laughs> yeah, the Wild West. The Northwest. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So for me personally, it was. Um, I had just moved to a new area in SAC. I'm originally from Rancho Cordova, and I moved like at the end of eighth grade to uh, to North SAC. And like I, w- I already wasn't doing too good in school, and I just felt totally um, like I wouldn't do good, you know, learning how the school district would teach us. I got you. At a public school, so you know, I I was just like, Mom, look, I don't want to fucking go to school. Uh, <laughs> let me do homeschool. So I just did homeschool for four years, and uh, you know, I just really liked music, and I really wanted to focus on that. And it's just yeah. such a fucking waste to spend so much time going to school, being stuck at school, going home from school, doing homework. Yeah. Oh, you know, percent. I feel you. <laughs> So it's just like, cut out the middleman. Just read the books, do the homework, spend the rest of your time on music. Was that easier for you as, as far as schoolwork goes? And instead of sitting in a class for eight hours, was it easier just to do it yourself? Yeah, I'm more kind of like a learner that learns from somebody. But it mm-hmm. all wasn't anything I couldn't teach myself, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, high school, uh, I mean, like super, yeah. There was, there was some math that was hard, but like... Yeah, this is actually the first time I've said this on the show, but I, I'm actually narcoleptic. You know what that, that is? Oh, like Mr. Bean in uh, Rat Race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sleep all the time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I fall asleep like constantly, right? I'm on like medication for it and shit, so it's not as bad, but I still have episodes. But uh, I didn't find out until I was like 2021, 20, uh, until I went and got tested for it on my own, because like all throughout high school, my dad just thought I was lazy. <laughs> oh yeah, I feel that. Yeah. 
And uh, I slept in every, um, from the eighth grade until my senior year, I slept in every single class. The only time I failed a class was my senior year, and it's because I tried to take AP classes, like uh, like college classes, basically. Oh, so, yeah. yeah and, I, and you can't, like, I found out real quick that uh, you can't sleep in, uh, in calculus. So... <laughs> Like I didn't, I woke up and they were doing like weird decimal dashes and shit. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. And that's just it too. Is like, it just demands so much attention. And if it's stuff that is just kind of like easy concepts to you, um, whether or not, you know, if you're narcoleptic, it's just like, put me to fucking sleep. Like I could be doing other shit right now. Mm hmm. 100%. But, uh, is there anything that you can remember listening to, like like when you were little? Yeah, actually, um, like my first memories of music are uh, listening to like the oldies in my mom's car. Um, she had a VW. We'd listen <laughs> to uh, like Motown and uh, just a lot of uh, current stuff that was on the radio. Yeah. So like a lot of uh, Sugar Ray, fucking. All those kind of bands, you know, like Sugar Ray, LFO. Oh, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> I love LFO. Um, uh, dude, did you know the, the Sugar Ray song? What is that? Um, every morning when I wake, you know that song? Yeah, every Sugar morning, Ray. yeah. Oh my god, yeah. And the, when they were in the Scooby-Doo movie, they had like, <laughs> they had like just a little cameo. Yeah, where, I remember that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I was like... Like, I just knew, like, you know, I was like, oh, man, that's Sugar Ray. And that song um, that they're playing, get up, get up, uh, and I want to take you up and pick you where I want to. Yeah. Uh, she sings you. That was never a single, but it was like, it's so single material. I don't know. That's just one of the things. Yeah. Uh, that's always uh, been on my mind. They were actually like, a, like an actual rock band. Yeah, never. That's so cool about them is uh, they had like punk songs and pop yeah, songs yeah. i saw them um and homeboy was just like oh two funny things about when we saw them so we we went to the state fair uh because sugar ray was gonna be there of course um and <laughs> the, the drummer looked really familiar and i was like what the hell and i turned to doug and i said doug bet that drummer right there is um dean butterworth and he was like, who the fuck is Dean Butterworth? And I was like, he's the guy I told you plays in Good Charlotte. And like later that night, we were watching like live videos of the Smiths. Or it was Morrissey. And Dean Butterworth was playing with Morrissey too. And we're like, Jesus Christ, we can't get away from this guy. <laughs> um, but besides that, like Homeboy said, uh, so the label like begged us not to name the song when it's over. Because... I don't know, that's like trying to fly a rocket to the moon on Friday the 13th, you know? It's just like, you're really tempting fate. Yeah. Um, and that was their last single, I guess. Oh, man. <laughs> they did have a song on Surf's Up, though. <laughs> you know, you got a lot of Sugar Ray knowledge here. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like I said, you know, Motown, Sugar Ray. We listen right, let's to go, like, with, let's um, go with Motown, man. Motown songs, uh, yeah, dude. Uh, the Chai Lights, always the Chai Lights. The Chai Lights? How the yeah. fuck do you spell that? It's like C H I 
L I light. Ah, okay. <laughs> I got you. I think. Is that it? I don't know. I can't see. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a C H I dash L I T E S. Yeah, that's them. All right, cool. All right, what do you got? Uh, have you seen her, dude? <laughs> like low rider oldies. My mom was a like a chola in her youth. Oh yeah. Uh, Sugar Ray, what do you got? Well, you know, uh, Four Years Strong covered that song, Fly. Did they really? Yeah, it's I'm a great cover. <laughs> they have a whole cover album they did in 2009, and oh my god, dude, it's got Nirvana on, on it. You said you like Nirvana. Yeah. Um, well, I, I mean, I kind of grew out of it. I did. That was like one of the first things I remember. My, my older brother bought a Nirvana CD, and I remember stealing uh, it and listening to it. And then from there, I was like Slipknot and a Perfect Circle Tool. And then uh, I grew up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, I've never been in Nirvana. Like, just really? never liked them. Like, the, I remember the first time I heard them on the radio. Um, Dude cannot sing. And I know I'm probably going to get hella shit for that, but I don't. Kurt Cobain cannot fucking sing he yeah can't. well it's like <laughs> i don't know when you're like hearing rape me on the radio at like mm-hmm. six you know you're just like what the f-? like oh, i don't know yeah you just get rubbed the wrong way yeah for and, sure yeah i don't know just whatever i don't care <laughs> you said sugar ray what, what do you got what do you got for me man sugar ray well shoot i'm stuck between that song um that I was singing, the one from Scooby-Doo or the Fly cover by Four Years Strong. Uh, you know what? I, I, Four Years Strong was one of the most listened to bands when I was in, like when I was writing in homeschool. Yeah. So, Fly. Chavi McCoy, Chavi McCoy does the, uh, the like Rasta guy voice. Oh, really? Yeah. That's pretty badass, dude. They, uh, they also did Semi-Charmed, uh, Semi-Charmed Life. I, when DGD did it, I was like, all right, all right. Now there's uh, three good versions of this song. Right. <laughs> I think uh, my favorite Third Eye Blind cover is from uh, He Is Legend. Have you heard the... Um... Don't even get me started oh, on Third Eye Blind, dude. Fuck, who is it? What song is it? Oh, man, now I'm going to have to look it up, but I'll do it in a minute. Also, Wounded. 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 He Is Legend did a Wounded cover. Top fucking notch, dude. Amazing cover. Master. <laughs> Because in the middle of the song, it does like a breakdown, uh-huh. and uh, uh, Skylar Croom yes. goes into his like deep southern fucking rock voice, and so it's like it's like <laughs> it's like calm as shit, right? And it's like the guy yeah. who put his hands on you, right? And then like middle of the song, he's like, <clears throat> and like it fucking just breaks down. It's top notch, man. <laughs> Speaking of uh, like song, uh, bands and stuff, uh, one of the first biggest bands i like remember like actually liking in that time was uh everclear too oh man everclear was the shit dude all right we got uh lfo <laughs> yeah lfo um oh what song <laughs> you know summer girls is like that hit everybody knows but probably nobody remembers it really is <laughs> um but every other time just has my heart you know every other time all right West, yeah right. every other time's a good one and then uh bare naked ladies bare naked ladies gotta go with pinch me better than ezra extraordinary they're they were like they sound like bare naked ladies but they're not 
I remember that. That's one. that's the like one of two songs I will always be able to like bit completely off the top of my head. Like acapella. <laughs> Ever since I was like four. Hell yeah. And then uh Everclear, what do you got for me? Everclear. They had some pretty good bangers, man. Yeah, everybody is always like, Buy you a new life or uh you know, father of mine and I'm just like, but wonderful. Right. Like, yeah, that one wonderful. stung me a lot as like <laughs> somebody being raised in a single by a single mother, you know? Yeah, I feel you. Next question is y'all released two instrumental songs in twenty seventeen, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, so, we didn't. Doug did. Doug, we, um, so that was all Doug? <laughs> yeah, so um, Doug was just like, him and I were in another band with our mm-hmm. drummer, Neil, and this other guy, Anthony, um, and our singer, too. But it, he just wasn't happy with the project because we'd been playing like the same four songs for like two years, two and a half years. Yeah. And like our other guitarist... Like, it was all his fault, you know? He just, he'd, we'd write a completely new song and he'd be like, scrap it, this sucks. <laughs> and then just like, never hang out or like talk business or anything and never try to help the band. That's um, nuts. Yeah, he didn't even show up to record. And we have like rough, rough demos. Yeah. It's like probably never releasable, you know? Um, he just kind of sabotaged it all. And uh, halfway through that, Doug was like, Man, I'm fucking sick of this shit, dude. I'm going to just do a solo thing and show everybody I'm the boss. <laughs> and he was the boss. He did his solo thing. He wrote two songs. He was listening to a lot of, like, Covet. Yeah. So I was going to say, you want to throw a Covet song on there? <laughs> um, I don't listen to Covet, honestly. You don't listen to maybe Covet? Like, maybe, like, Elephant Jim. Elephant Jim? Yeah. Elephant Jim. All right, Finger. what do you got for me? I guess Finger. That's a classic. Uh, so one thing that I wanted to bring up is y- y'all met on Craigslist, right? You and Doug? Yeah. <laughs> what, what, do you even remember what the post was? Um, yeah, I didn't mention it too, but there was this other website I used to like frequent. It was like joinmyband.co.uk. But it was it was like more active in the United States for some reason, and especially yeah. in California. Um, and I don't know, it was just more popular than Craigslist for like just a year, and then it just like they took off the American servers. I met this other guy. Uh, I I met quite a few people through there, but um, I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah, we met on Craigslist. The post was looking. F- I think it was my post. I was looking for people to be in my easy core band that was it nice that's that's insane man how old were we all when, when you posted that i must have been 16 uh doug was 14 and then his friend um who played guitar and doug played bass at the time was 15 wow dude that's insane man yeah <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, uh, and he, he actually ended up living down the street. Like, oh, yeah, that's where I was going with it. The guy, the first guy I met from joinmyband.co.uk, he lived, like, two streets down, and he yeah. was my age, and it was insane. Like, I played drums with him for hella long. Uh, we had, like, a thrash metal band. Um, then uh, then I met Doug for my Easy Core Passion Project. 
he lived like maybe like five blocks down the street. It's insane. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember uh, what kind of band y'all were listening to at that time? Yeah, actually, I was really into Silverstein, Good Charlotte, Silver Sun Pickups, Four Years Strong. God, um, just like a bunch of other obscure easy core bands like um, A Place in Time, Run for the Skyline, Count the Hours, A Step Ahead. I was just Jeez. so into easy core. I even made a, um, a best easy core breakdown video like you remember those like oh man i want to hear the dopest fucking breakdown right now and you just type it into youtube and it's uh, it's uh, last time i looked it had a lot of views i can't even say how many but it was like the number one thing if you type in easy core for like <laughs> five years oh shit that's pretty I just, crazy i you know what it's the fifth thing that pops up when you type easy core into youtube it's got ninety three thousand. <laughs> yeah and um Funny thing is, like when you have something that popular, you're like, all right, I'm going to plug my band. Right. <laughs> so um, I made the video after we released our band's music. Uh, but, so I was just able to put it in like the about, but like nobody reads that shit. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> uh, you said Silverstein. You got something for me? Silverstein. <sighs> Man, they're like one of those bands that like, went from like the real emo sound to like mm -hmm. post hardcore and then to like the just the current sound yeah Man. first album i got i remember i bought a hawthorne heights cd yes and the they had a demo of silver scene in there and that was 2005 because it was the discovering of the, the discovering the waterfront demo yeah and smile in your sleep, your sword versus my dagger, all that, dude. That was that was fucking. That was a top-notch EP <laughs> or, or album. Yeah. Oh my god, your sword versus my dagger is like the, like that was like the shit. Yeah. You know. They were like. Throw that one on there? Down. Yeah. You can throw more if you need to, man. I completely oh. understand. <laughs> One band, one song rule, man. <laughs> one band, one song. <laughs> but um, I was listening to a lot of those bands, and then Doug was listening to, like, Alexis on Fire, and, uh, like, all these indie bands, like the drums. Um, God, what's that band called? Oh, and a song. Uh, Walk the Moon, I think. Walk the Moon. Uh, he also liked Dance Gavin Dance, and I kind of liked them at that point. Yeah. Um, like we both kind of like them, um, but I started listening to my 2011 like compilation more mm -hmm. for Warp Tour. Yeah, and I don't know, Pounce Bounce. Like one day it just clicked in my head, and I was like, "Wait, this song's kind of like a masterpiece." <laughs> Here's my question. Here's what I want to know, 100%. Okay. Yeah. So you have Swan Corps, and then. Where's the line? Because I would place y'all more of like, even though y'all aren't from the Midwest, I would place y'all more as like Midwest emo, like um, the tiny moving parts, shit like that. Yeah. I would place y'all in that genre rather than in the swan core genre. But I don't know where the fucking line is. Is that like... <laughs> the line is living in Sacramento. Is that the... Ah, oh, okay, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I shit. Mean... <laughs> You know, we kind of, 
we're trying to we kind of hit all like all marks i guess for people mm-hmm. you know um kind of spread out our roots we yeah. definitely don't want we're not at the stage where we are going to have any release sound like the too much like the previous release like our next yeah, yeah, release yeah. it's totally different and also everything changes every album like first album the two songs it was just Doug and um Don Gunn played drums on that yeah which was really cool I think he recorded like the postal service um oh shit that's cool man yeah and then the second album was done with uh the guy from Eternity Forever Oh really? Yeah. Um, Which I wasn't one? in the, the band drummer? at that point. The guitarist Ben. No. Ben Rosette. Ben Rosette. Oh shit, that's cool. I actually interviewed him not too long ago. He's pretty. He's a pretty nice guy. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, I was actually at the only show Eternity Forever played. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, Kurt's. Dude, that was such a. Oh man, that's such a good fucking album. Kurt's sister was up there with him. Oh dude, that's cool as shit. Um, but, and then, so that was, you know, recorded by a DGD guy. Yeah. He's like, also, a, like a swan core ambassador, dude. He, he, that's pretty much all he markets to is this one core scene. Yeah. And his thing too is, uh, he also hits like the, the Chon area yeah, yeah. and like the Covet area too, just cause, you know, and that's a whole different like spectrum you can tap into, you know? Oh, for and sure. So, yeah. Seeing duality in bands, you know, is really cool because you got DGD bands like Swancore bands that are just super Swancore and you're like, okay, yeah, keep it true to the source material. Yeah. And then you have people who are more influenced by a wider array of things and also just how band dynamics work. Yeah. yeah, That's constantly changing. Like uh, Doug wrote that second release with the drummer and the bassist and another guitarist bassist started singing and then i came in after they got rid of their guitarist um who recorded on that album and i helped record vocals and melodies and doug wrote all the guitars on a metaphor for honesty and oh, yeah this next release will be me on guitar uh and writing like half the vocals melodies so you finally get to hear me play guitar oh hell yeah <laughs> So I, I listen to the whole spectrum. So I like when I do these interviews, I like to put every like the catalog into a playlist and then start from the first song and then listen all the way through into the last song just to kind of get a feel for like the shift, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm weird, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the question comes down to like if you ask a guy like if your band could be as big as like the biggest band in your scene what would yeah. that band be right and for a lot of like swan core bands that would be like dgd yeah right i mean honestly you know but it's like they've been putting in work for 15 years non-stop man, and not to mention the three vocal changes which hardly any fucking band survives <laughs> oh yeah and you know they were hanging on a dear life just making it work and like now 15 years later they're just as big as they are oh yeah like, still you know yeah for sure. You know, and so that's so hard when it comes down to like rock and roll. It's just yeah. like pure rock and roll. Um, you know, because it's like you could have DGD, like a DIY kind of band, versus like a band that just blows up in like three years and is yeah. playing like Coachella, you know, but obviously has more elements of uh, 
other styles. So when you stay true to your roots, it's like, what are you left with? It, for us, it would be like, Justin, it'd probably be like, enter Shikari, you know? <laughs> for, for, for me, um, it would probably be the Menzingers, you know? And it's like, yeah. try it's, to it's, look, look in other directions for inspiration. It's so hard, though, because there's a lot of bands who have come out and started doing the, uh, the tapping and the, the sweeping. And they're doing it in such a different fashion, but they all get lumped into like the swan core thing, right? Because of the the style, I guess. I know y'all got the, which I don't think, I guess you weren't in the band for that, the tiny moving parts treatment, right? <laughs> uh, no, I, w- I was there. Uh, oh, you were there for that? in Minnesota, yeah, with Greg Lynn yeah. home. Yeah, that's cool as shit, dude. I, that, like, tiny moving parts is like to die for, dude. That band... I looked at the other day, and they only have like 200,000 200, monthly listeners on Spotify. And I was like, that's not near enough, because this band is fantastic. Like, <laughs> Yeah, like when you really get into like even how much they're making and all that, it's just like, yeah. it's for the love of it. If you're in rock and roll, like you're doing it for the love of it. But, yeah. you know, also some part of you wants to and has to appease to, um, to the demographic. Yeah, for sure. All right, so you said for Doug, we got uh, Alex. Uh, was it Alex is on fire or Alexis on fire? Alexis on fire. Yeah. Oh, you got a song he for really them? got me into them. Uh, <laughs> a song, 44 Caliber. And then we got um, Good Charlotte. Oh, man. You know, um, they were in the movie Not Another Teen Movie. Yeah. And on Facebook, like, you always like this remix it's like put your head on my shoulder and then it's just like it's like a remix of that but like lo-fi and i was like wait a minute good charlotte covered this song and nobody's talking about that um (laughs) that might be on spotify what do you remember the name of it uh i the song was by paul anka originally put your head on my shoulder i think yeah that might be on like some soundtrack for not another teen movie Wow, don't tell me it's not yeah, on if you leave, Who released it? Good Charlotte, If You Leave, is that it? My, let me check. No, that's not it. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, uh, the song Doug Likes is The River. I'll throw one on for him. All right, The River? Uh, wait, no. Uh, shoot. Yeah, The River's good. Just a little high. Yeah. <laughs> no, no worries, dude, no worries. Silver Sun? It would have to be Table Scrap. You know, if it's not on there, um, because it was like a super duper release track on their advanced album, Three Seed is. Oh, yeah, it isn't on there. Oh, shit. Or, or Creation Lake. All right. And then uh, Run for the Skyline. I'm not even sure if they're on Spotify. They are I've not. Anything. <laughs> Rip. <laughs> uh, oh, a song shit. I would recommend if anybody ever goes to like YouTube or anything, just um, Pull String Goes Boom. Goes boom. From and Russia then, with love. <laughs> Walk the moon. Anna's son. This playlist is getting fat. Hell yeah. With the PH. <laughs> Alright, so growing up in Sacramento, like like this huge fucking music scene, right? I remember y'all saying something like I didn't go to much concerts when you were younger, right? Yeah. Um the first one I remember going to was uh like a day in the zone it was like this radio station thing at the stadium the baseball stadium where the river cats play and i guess 
like fucking Neo was there and Hillary Duff. Um, oh, we went to two. Yeah, the second one I remember more because I remember Hillary Duff and she was awesome. That's, that's cool. Neo was there and like it was just awesome all day. And the first one, like I guess, uh, what's that band with the guy from Nirvana? Foo Monkey Fighters. Rant. Yeah, I guess the Foo Fighters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, besides that, like I didn't really have a lot of money growing up or freedom. Yeah. Or more or uh, mobility to get around to or even learn about shows that were happening. Like it just wasn't a thing I ever thought about that happened. I didn't start going to shows until I was like seventeen or eight, sixteen or seventeen, maybe a little older actually. I think I'm. Yeah, I was probably 17, actually, because my I was raised really religious, and uh, my dad wouldn't let us go to shows either. Yeah, it's just like so, something you don't even, I don't know, it just clicked in my mind one day, and I was like, yo, this shit's tight. Yeah, right? This I think the happens. first show I actually ended up going to, I think it was an Under Oath show with my girlfriend at the time. She bought okay. me tickets for it. And then, That's sick. Yeah. And then we had a... After that, it was like, after that show, dude, it was like free for all, dude. I went to a fuck town. I went to like uh, Devil Wears Prada, Dance Kevin Dance in New Orleans. My town, actually, uh, I don't know if you've heard of the band A Bullet for Pretty Boy. Yeah, actually, um, that was our first show. Oh, real? Yeah, Bullet for Pretty Boy in Casino Madrid. They're actually from the town that I live in. That's hella funny. Uh, We were playing with them um, and a bigger metalcore band from our area before you fall they were like getting kind of big at the time justin haskin the singer he just released something new um for his solo project like the other day yeah so he's he's on it like all the time but um those two bands like dropped the show and uh we like co-headlined with before you fall for like our first show at the boardwalk in orangeville and we just got their money so that's pretty badass. <laughs> like our first show, we just made 200 bucks. Damn. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, both Pretty Boy, they, they actually got signed out of our town. And I remember they did their signing show. And uh, Emery fucking came. I don't know why they came down here. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Emery's sick. Yeah, it was Emery and, and a Bullet for Pretty Boy. And it was like their a bullet, a bullet signing show. That was like 2008, 10, some shit. Dude, that was so long ago. I'm old as fuck, by the way, if you hadn't noticed. I'm 30, so... I'm getting there, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess Dance Gavin Dance is probably your favorite Sacramento band. <laughs> nah. Nah? <laughs> uh, What's your favorite band from Sacramento? God. That's a tough one. Yeah, I'm sure it's hard to choose from. Yeah, especially, like, half a year. Like, <laughs> um, nobody's been playing you know yeah uh it, it's always like different you know like because every band in sacramento has like their little era where they're like doing really good you know and they just like put on the best shows like <laughs> i can't even touch that one honestly like a, a band that's really good um that's good friends of ours is roman pilot they roman just Pilots. released a new song yeah that's um the guitarist for dwellings yeah eric tilia he was uh he was in that band um the first band that we were in um but he like he quit before we joined that's pretty cool man uh you got a song from roman pilot 
Yeah, their new song. They just released like a like a four song EP, didn't they? Yeah, we were we actually um pretty sure we played that CD release show, Space Debris. Space Debris. I uh I actually recorded their first live show, their their show debut. That's pretty badass. It's on my little music channel, See Now Live. Yeah. All right, so y'all actually do cover songs as well, right? As far as, like, y'all do covers and your own material, right? Yeah. Um, do you have any favorite... I know you put Fly on here, but is there any other favorite covers that you like? Like covers that we play? No, 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 like covers that other people play. Oh. <laughs> uh, you know, a lot like Birds did a really good cover of... Uh... Losing a whole year, but it's not called that. Let me try to find it real quick. Uh-huh. It's on their first album. Sesame Street is no place for vengeance. It uses a sound bit from American Beauty, and that movie is just Jesus Christ. I know it's pretty sick. Uh, so, what did y'all's favorite covers to do, and how did y'all even get into doing that? Uh, before I joined, they got asked um, to do a few. Oh, you know what it was? It was um, a booker that is a good friend of ours, Chad Angledge. He does a uh, Bit Crusher um, shows out here and in Placerville. It's just pretty much everywhere. But um, he was like, "Hey, I know these guys that need a band for their emo night thing. Should hit him up." And Doug was like, "Yeah, <laughs> let's get it." So um, they did like two for like these other people in like Stockton. So they were like, yeah, we got experience. And uh, the first th- one that we did for them, we they were just like, oh, yeah, you guys are good. And then um, they just kept having us do it, and as well as other bands. But, like, they started trusting less, less bands. Yeah. Um, and uh, now it's just, like, closed. They're like, we have the bands that we like, you know. So That's pretty cool, man. That's a pretty sweet gig, huh? Yeah, I remember this. Is it kind of like a like a dueling pianos thing? No, it's just no. it's pretty fair and even. Like, were there shooters though? Because like other bands are like, I don't know about going to that date, but we're just like, yeah, we'll just like right now we would be on tour in New York. We this whole month we would have been touring, doing regular shows and emo night shows, if the whole thing didn't happen. Oh damn, that's um, great. Which is good because we're actually writing a lot of really good music. Yeah. Yeah, they just really like us, and we're down to drive everywhere. <laughs> That's pretty badass. That's cool as hell, man. Is it, do y'all have a favorite song that y'all like to play live? As far as like cover, do y'all do y'all play? Um, probably something by the Killers. <laughs> Mr. You know Brightside. The the new yeah. album that y'all are writing, y'all are uh, y'all have a release date or anything for it? Not at this point. We are getting really close to um, getting everything together, though. For the first single, so it's looking really good. Yeah, like we'll have something to say sooner than later. What do you got as far as like the the sound? You said you're gonna try and switch it up a little bit. Yeah, uh, we're always gonna be like that guitar band, you know. Like we're always yeah. gonna have the emo riffs and play in uh, the Midwest tuning and do that thing. Um, but yeah. we are heading towards a more poppy sound. And oh yeah. This is kind of bridging the gap between where our last album was at and where our next album will be. Because we already have like 
35 songs written for that. So, Damn. And we're not stopping until uh, we go to L.A. on the 13th. And what is the what is your writing process? How does all that work? It's different every time. Most of the yeah. time it'll be um, one of us writes a song. Um, like Seth, like he'll just mostly write everything or like we'll work together, send each other riffs. We all sit at home on our computers and uh, just bounce shit between each other, work on <laughs> stuff. But um, most of the time, it'll be Doug writes a song. Everybody says that's dope, um, and then <laughs> uh, and then I write like vocals over it and send that to Justin, and then Justin makes it sound like Justin. It's pretty fucking cool, man. Uh, is there any like favorite? bands that you like to tour with or like any like uh, local bands that you want to throw on here as well riley dude riley i was actually Texas. gonna bring them up yeah they're awesome dude i actually There's listened so to there. i guess i'm an official piss baby now because i listened to y'all's uh piss babies only playlist okay and i found uh riley and dude i'm fucking obsessed that band is so fucking good holy shit yeah <laughs> i don't even know what to say they just yeah they're too yeah. good. And you know what? They were um, in another band like a long time ago. And I remember meeting like them. <laughs> and and I was like, wait a minute, you're so familiar. And then um, Omi from Riley was just like, yeah, I was in this other band. And I was like, I got your stickers on like something at home. <laughs> <laughs> I did sound for you guys when you came through that time. That's badass, dude. Uh, you got a song by Riley? Always got to go with Our Love is Dog. And then uh, you got any more? Yeah. Um, City Mural. City Mural's a local band we fucked with for a long, long time. That's our homie, Jacob. Doug recorded his album. Oh, hell yeah. That's cool as shit. Uh, uh, you got a song by them? I guess the saddest one is The One. They, uh, it, he just calls it The One because um, when he plays it, like he... he He's played these songs for like three years, you know, just by himself. And um, yeah, it's just like he's just the guy that everybody will go to the show for, you know, if he ever plays and knows all the words to his songs that are just not released because <laughs> he's been playing them like the same five songs for so long. Um, but they all really hit. And yeah, the one was always just like everybody's just like, oh, that's the one he's playing it. <laughs> I wish we had a good fucking music scene. It's tough. Um, as far as other bands, Swing Away was a band we used to play with a lot. Um, they like between Swing Away and Riley, they both wrote the perfect songs that like you hear the chorus once and then you're singing it the rest of the song. Yeah, that's what that you, exactly. Yeah, the fucking. Yeah. Uh, I've listened to pretty much all of Riley's catalog and like every song, dude. Like it's so fucking catchy, man. And he's got that Midwest emo shit, dude. I don't know. I'm, I'm a fucking sucker for that Midwest emo. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Those riffs. Right. Uh, swing away. What, what song you got for me? There's something wrong with me. Or right, that's wrong. on the playlist. Let's switch it up. Um, that's on the Piss Baby playlist. You oh, said. okay. So was our love is dog. So I don't know. Maybe you should throw in a Riley song you like. Fight Milk is pretty good. And it's yeah. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, crippling Doubt. Bring away. We'll go in and switch that Riley song out real quick. Well, I'll leave that one too. Fuck it. We'll 
extra out. love for Riley. Extra love, yeah. Uh, yeah, is that you got any more? Or is that? Uh, I mean, like Kurt Travis. <laughs> Kurt Travis. <laughs> Everything is horrible. Yeah, I would probably say Kurt Travis is like my probably like top sack. Bro, man, I can't artist. tell you how many times I've simped over fucking Kurt Travis on this podcast. He's a cool like, guy. I've never, I've never like met him or anything, but every time I, his name is brought up, it's like, God, I love that man so much. <laughs> I um. I drove him from the airport back to SAC one time. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's like, pretty cool, man. I don't know. Um, one time, like, we all practiced at the same space, you know? Yeah. And just, like, right before he was, like, going to L.A., um, or not L.A., New York, to record his last album, uh, There's a Place I Want to Take You, which is also amazing. Oh, um, Yeah. He, uh, it, we had like almost the same exact car, except his was like a Nissan and mine was like a toy, uh, Honda. Like, you know, and like he was just trying to get into my car one time, and I was just like, Who the fuck is that? I was like, Kurt, <laughs> you're trying to break into my car, man. <laughs> and he was just like, Oh, <laughs> see oh, now, Kurt, bad. getting into the wrong car, dude. <laughs> yeah. uh, what song did you say by Kurt? Uh, everything is horrible off of everything is beautiful. And then his new album is so good too. Yeah. That's, I mean, everybody knows easy peasy is hella good in like best way. Um, a, a really hard hitting song, uh, is Lewis, you know, it's not lying when he writes shit, you know? Yeah. So like, oh, if yeah. you know who Lewis is, then, uh, then that song kind of hits. See, I, I mean, the only thing I know about Kurt is, so, like, I've been following him since, of course, Dance Gavin Dance, since the, the self-titled, uh, which People You Know is my favorite song by Dance Gavin Dance, and there's a lot of people that shit on that song, but whatever, I love that song. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, I've followed him since then, and then I've pretty much listened to everything he's been in. Uh, my last two interviews, I think, yeah, it was my last two, it was Andrea's and A Marionette, and they both were work closely with kurt so yeah a marionette's uh kurt's backing band those are great yeah. dudes a marionette they're awesome those, they had me laughing so fucking hard man yeah they're all really swell guys honestly i, I just love uh linking up with them whenever we do like shows we play together uh we linked up like halfway through a tour like they were coming back west and we were going like east and we <laughs> met up and played a show uh in texas with uh find yourself what is uh, what's y'all's favorite song to play live, like out of your catalog? They all suck, dude. Then our music's not fun to play. <laughs> the real reason you play covers, huh? <laughs> yeah, the covers are what makes it yeah. life living. Um, I don't know what's a. I I try to ask people like, what song hits for you? You know, like. Oh shit. I'm at that point where I'm like. We're writing new shit. Like, I want to, like, I could just keep writing shit, you know, but, like, what's hitting for people? Yeah. You know what? There is one, and I, because I, I don't remember the names of them because I throw them in a fucking playlist and I just go. So the only thing I know is that, like, I try to pinpoint, like, like the first song. So the first song is instrumental. So when I hear no vocals, I know that I have circled back around to the first song. <laughs> it's hella funny. Yeah. 
But let me see real quick. I can tell you. Let me let me look songs and I can tell you real quick. For sure. Dude, honestly, I couldn't name the songs until like three months ago. <laughs> it's off of the uh, A Metaphor for Honesty album. Okay. Uh, it's got like a pretty emo line in it. Ah, uh, shit. They're all kind of really emo. dug. And it was like, a, I'm pretty sure like the guitars cut out at one point and he was, he said it and I don't fucking remember. <laughs> <laughs> This is a good album, though. I really dug it, man. Yeah, it's okay. But, I mean, is this the one that y'all did the, with with uh, the guy who did the time moving parts? Yeah, Greg Lindholm. Um, like honestly, um, I'm glad people like it. Um, we're just like, whenever we see a band that has like post zero stuff online, but has like a hundred thousand listeners, we're like, damn, the music really speaks for itself. So it's like kind of a bummer, but we're also just like, we're just going to keep writing better music, you know? Yeah. And so the people that do like a metaphor for honesty and that have been with us since like even before that, you know, because that was that made pretty big waves for us yeah. regardless, you know, and we're really proud of it. Um, well, I think especially, I mean, y'all are also kind of a... As far as albums go, y'all are also a really young band. You know, yeah, so uh, since 2017. Where you put out the, the, the two-song EP. Yeah. 2018, four-song EP. And this is your first, actually, full-length. Well, I don't even know. Would you call it a full-length? <laughs> yeah, it's RLP. Uh, and so, yeah, it's your first full-length. So, I mean, honestly, for having a bigger following, yeah, y'all's online presence is pretty pretty killer as well, so... You know, I mean, I wouldn't say y'all are doing pretty bad. Y'all are doing pretty... And you've you've also got a bunch of badass tours with, you know, Marionette, Kurt Travis, some big fucking names on your belt as well, which is, you know... Yeah, like, honestly, everything's been really amazing. So we're really stoked for the future. Uh, I Uh, would say that opening track, Don't Go Hollow, fucking banger, man. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, that that music video was a lot of fun. And it's really funny because we had... This cosplayer, Jess, she was the girl in that music video. Um, and then, like, the next month, Wolf and Bear used her for a music video. Oh, nice. We That's were like, dang it, we just got Wolf and Cucked. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Those guys uh, are great. I also like to open the podcast with a, uh, with a song. Do you have a recommendation? Do you just want me to use one? Or? Sour song? Yeah, with one of your songs. I'll open, like, so basically right before we start talking, one of your songs will play in full, and then it'll come straight to the interview. Shit. Whatever one goes the hardest. Uh, Whatever one goes the hardest? (laughs) I guess uh, first step towards giving up. That one's, like, our first single. That's, like, our front-runner song. That one's pretty much everybody's, like, middle ground. Well, we got a playlist. It goes from, you know... The, the chi lights all the way up to Kurt Travis. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, all of our musical influences are so crazy. Like when I think yeah. of bands that are just like, yeah, all of our influences are the same band. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and then it's just like, okay, 
you know. Uh, I think like, uh, y'all are like my fifteenth episode, I believe. So I've got like uh, the Andreas one that I just did. His oh, was I, like, dude, it was nuts, man. His I so I have all these playlists. Uh, most all of them except for one are released, so you can actually go look at them. And uh, his was Baco Boys. And uh, you can just type in Baco Boys, I'm sure, on Spotify, and it'll come up. And his goes from, like, My Kim, Drake, The Number 12 Looks Like You, Say Anything, fucking... Uh, and then you have, like, Ella Fitzgerald and Louis Armstrong, like, fucking 1950s jazz on this bitch. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, last last uh, podcast, I was on that, like... I was like, bro, Chet Baker. <laughs> you know, just... But you know what? I mean, I guess that's a that's a question that I forgot to ask you. Is there any like anything that you're currently listening listening to at the moment that you want to throw on there? You know, honestly, I check out like local stuff um, and like random stuff on YouTube. But for like the past month and a half, it's mostly been like listening to the demos back to back and like constantly improving them. Yeah. And when Are I'm not doing those... that, I'm watching like movies so I can get inspiration. <laughs> I feel you. So are you one of those who can't? Can you listen to music and write music at the same time? Or? Uh, Loki sometimes. Like, sometimes it helps, but it's not the best for my method. Like, yeah. Like, when uh, Tiny Moving Parts, like, I guess for a lot of tours, they'll just listen to, like, the same CD of, like, a really awful band. Yeah. <laughs> or something, you know, like, as a joke. Um, But it's like, everybody's got their own thing, you know, and sometimes uh listening to other stuff like isn't the most helpful depending on your state of mind yeah but, and that just hasn't what... been it for me like i've just been getting high watching movies and like <laughs> what movies are you watching a really inspiring movie for me recently was a movie called uh it was kevin bacon uh shit stir of echoes that stir was of echoes. It. i haven't seen that one i have to watch it I guess a lot of people haven't. Yeah, yeah. I know you mentioned American Beauty. That one's a fucking classic, dude. Yeah, that one. Oh, yeah. man. That one's hard to sit through. Yeah. I, it, you know, that's like one of the movies you watch like every decade. Right. <laughs> um, and then, uh, which other one? There was another one. Uh, the Big Lebowski was always my favorite. Oh, The Big Lebowski. Okay. Yeah. I see you. That's a good one, too. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, I could go on for, like, hours talking about movies. Like, TV yeah. shows, definitely, like, Drew Carey's show, Third Rock from oh, the Sun. Oh, shit, man. We, see, um, I haven't watched a whole lot of TV shows. Like, I haven't even watched a whole lot of movies. I think the only thing that, the last couple of movies we watched, we binge-watched the Marvel series. Uh, uh, okay. All the way up until, like, Infinity Wars, me and my wife. Because my wife is, uh, she's a comic book nerd. She uh, She's also an anime nerd. Uh, so, I think the only thing we've been watching recently is jojo's bizarre adventure okay okay I see you. have you seen that no dude that's good shit I, w- I was into anime um like i like i went from like straight from a silent era binge <laughs> um louise brooks like she's amazing i definitely have like a lot of stuff um dedicated you know yeah like i'll dedicate shit like little shit to yeah just little things that touch my life and so i have like you know lyrics for uh her, That's her cool, career. Man. Yeah. like just crumb trees lounge american splendor those movies were really inspiring too 
Yeah. But yeah, I, oh, I went awesome. from a silent movie binge to um, straight to like violent animes from the 80s. <laughs> the creator of uh, the creator of JoJo apparently had an infatuation with American culture because all of the characters are and all of their like stands and everything they're named after uh, like 70s and 80s uh, pop culture. So like, oh, okay. there's a fucking guy named Robert E.O. Speedwagon in the goddamn anime. So. <laughs> Rio, <laughs> Robert E O Speedwagon, oh, Rio okay. Speedwagon. Yeah. And then you have uh, it's uh, I think his name is like Led Zeppeli or some shit like that for like Led oh Zeppelin. Like, like the whole not. fucking anime is based on like like everybody in the anime is named after uh, some American pop culture icon. That's awesome. <laughs> it's so fucking badass, dude. We've been binge watching the shit out of that, so. But, yeah, man, that's it. That's all I got for you. I appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, thanks for spending so much time on the call with me. I, uh, yeah, man. Well, this will this check will, this out. Yeah, this will probably air. Uh, uh, so next week, it'll be Lilac Kings. Hell yeah. And then, yeah, dude, those guys are so fucking cool, man. Uh, they just signed to Invogue Records, too, which is really cool. Wow. Um, I'll be in touch, man. I'll contact you, and I'll send you, like, a promo video and shit like that of what it's going to look like and... So that's hella exciting. Um, I'm I'm very stoked. Yeah, I just I saw the uh, Andres one just messaging you earlier, like right before we got on the call. Yeah, it's like Ooh, that dude is so fucking cool, man. <laughs> Andres is awesome. Yeah, I booked his first sack show, dude. Did you? Was, oh man. Yeah, it was at a fest, uh, like a fest I used to throw called "I'm Down with Sacktown." <laughs> just have a bunch of Swan Corps type bands play. That's awesome. Yeah, he was really nice, man. He was really cool. He was uh, he was hungover uh, in the interview. Andreas, <laughs> baby. That that little snippet I pulled out. Uh, I actually, I just finished up el- editing it last night, and uh, I put the music and everything with it. And I was like, shit, I gotta find a clip to use, right? And then yeah, that 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 one was close to the end of the interview. Was that little clip I used of him talking about zombies, how he wanted to write uh, a rap song about respecting a girl for their intelligence <laughs> yeah yeah no i love his lyricism yeah he, he definitely like gets a message through while like still making everything catchy as fuck and that's hard. for sure yeah for sure man he pulled the stops right <laughs> well i appreciate it man thank you very much for coming on yeah thanks so much Augie.